Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Simply Technical. I'm your host, Evan Lockhart. Keaton Miner is actually out today with some personal things, but we brought back Matt, our local expert. What it do, baby? And then we also have a new guest of Daniel. Oh. Welcome, Daniel. We're so glad to have you. Was that a hello or a ho? It was good. Good mix of the team. So, as we talk right now, free agency is happening, and there's been a lot of surprises, but with the rumors, I'm not extremely surprised. Um, so, big ticket items so far have been Kevin Durant and Kyrie go to the Nets. So, also I'm getting word that it's a sign and trade with Durant, so what do you guys think about him going to the Nets? Uh, I mean, it's definitely was a uh, probable outcome. And then we also know that DeAndre Jordan's going to join them. So curious to see what that dollar sign amount looks like. But uh, a lot of people are hyped about this, but there are some drawbacks. DeAndre Jordan, he's kind of old, and we kind of know where he's at. He's a rim protector, rebounder. He's not going to go get a bucket. Kyrie, we know he has leadership issues on the court, and they got a good young core there that we just saw in Boston that he couldn't uh, play well with. And then KD... He won't even be able to play next year, and he's out with an Achilles injury. And then we'll have to see how he does recovering from that. So, I mean, it's a huge move, and it kind of moves the Nets into potentially the team to beat going forward if it all works out well, but still a lot of what-ifs at this point. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's great for the league. One, if you're from a financial standpoint, you have two superstars back in the biggest market in the entire NBA, so that'll help that, help the equilibrium of the league. You don't have this super dominant team out in the West anymore and a bunch of trash teams in the East for the, for the most part. Obviously, you know, the Raptors won this year, but you know, it's huge. I mean, I think it's it's going to be interesting come around playoff time. Um, and, you know, most people think Durant will miss the entire season, but, you know, if somehow he can come back in, you know, late March, maybe as a miraculous recovery, who knows, then they could be a team to make a run in the playoffs next year. Who knows? I mean, I definitely think they'll make the playoffs with just the team that they yeah. are. But I don't know if they'll necessarily compete with just Kyrie and DeAndre. Um, but to speak on that DeAndre Jordan signing, I, I don't know. The, the contract hasn't really been released for that or what they're planning on doing. But I think it's good for Jarrett Allen because they kind of have similar roles. I mean, Jarrett Allen's not as beefy as DeAndre is, but I think it's a good kind of mentorship as as he progresses as a rim protector and you know operating on the inside uh so i think that's good for that but um yeah i can get behind that and plus like i think an underrated aspect of the team is the fact they have joe harris who won the three-point shootout he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league i think he shot like 41 42 percent from three last year i mean the guy's a stud i would love thunder to get him somehow but you know, being able to space the floor with a guy like that, and obviously Kyrie and KD are the shooters that they are. It's going to be a fun team to watch once everyone gets back healthy. As much as I don't like Durant, you know, I do enjoy the game of basketball. I think it's good for I think it's good for his legacy, Kevin Durant's legacy. Um, has I don't know if Brooklyn's ever won a championship, or even in the Nets, I don't know if they won. But if he can win a championship with them, obviously he wouldn't be doing it by himself, but this isn't a league that you can do it by yourself in anymore. 
So I think it's good in that aspect for his legacy if they win. Um, if they don't, it probably might tarnish it some with those guys. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Daniel? Uh, yes and no. I think Durant's always going to have that asterisk next to his name as the guy who left the Thunder, the team that should have beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals in 2016 and joined a 73-win team. So, uh, And then it's not like the team he joined was the – is there some breaking news? Yep, Julius Randle to the Knicks. Three years, $63 million deal. Okay, continue. All right. But um, but this would definitely be different. Yes, he's joining up with a couple good players and Kyrie and DeAndre and a good core, but I think Durant's never going to be able to shake that the, uh, the reputation that he's gotten from going to the Golden State. Yeah, those two championships will have an I, – I agree, will have an asterisk next, next to their – you know, that number for those two. But if he wins, you know, two more or one more, I, I think that's a lot more. It's almost like he obviously didn't come back to the Thunder, but it, it, it's almost that LeBron James going to a um, – not a sucky team, but, I mean, they were, what, the seventh seed last year? Eighth seed? The Nets. Yeah. They were the sixth, sixth seed. seed. Yeah. So it's not like they were – And they, got, they were in a weak conference. and at least one win against the uh... – I think they got two. Was maybe it Philly? The Philly? Yeah, they got one. I believe. I think it was one. Yeah, I think they stole the first one actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kyrie went there. Not super surprising. He even though last year he said, "If you guys want me back, I'll stay." <laughs> to the Celtics fans at I guess their first home game, but yeah, uh, it was like a preseason game. He went out in the court and like I put on Rissani. Then we all saw how that season turned out. Uh. He's not the superstar that he thought he was or that everyone thought he was. But um, He's a great second piece. Like One of the best one-two punches you can have is having him as your second guy. But It's kind of like Paul George. Paul George is an awesome second piece. Although I do think he's the first option for closing games now. But it's just you can't. It's not like a LeBron or a Giannis or a KD. You can't put them as a number one and expect them to go win a championship. What's funny is that, you know, Kyrie left because he said he wanted his team. He wanted to be the man. It didn't work in Boston. And so when the rumors of him maybe going team back up with LeBron in, the, in L.A. came about, people thought, no, he wouldn't want to do that. He doesn't want to be um, a second man with LeBron again. But now he's arguably teamed up with a better player at the moment than KD. Granted, yeah. Better than LeBron, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah better than LeBron. Granted, he's injured, and we don't know what where he'll be when he gets back from injury. But it's kind of interesting that he just – Going back to being Robin to potentially a better player than LeBron. Yeah. Um, I can agree with that. Maybe he sees this as a fresh start with... Uh, since Katie will be injured for the first year, maybe it's a fresh start of... Maybe I can... We'll try it out, and if it doesn't work, I'll have Katie next year. Um, but they're definitely the threat in the East, and the way that I see it affects the rest of the NBA is, I think, Kawhi goes to the West. Because there's not that... I mean, yeah, they'll be open. The East will be open for a year. But in the West, there's no clear-cut... Like, this bird, this team is has three All-Stars or four All-Stars that can say they're winning the championship. So what's your prediction for where Kawhi goes? I say Clippers or Lakers. I'm leaning more towards Clippers. Um, and I saw a report that said, as of now... Kawhi is leaning towards California. Um, 
So I, I don't think that he wants to be second option to LeBron or third option. And I don't know if even if he was first option, I don't know how that would really work out or if it would work out all that well. But going to Clippers, I guess he'd kind of be in a similar situation as Toronto, but at least he's in L.A. Is and what's he really? That's what he really wants, I think. Yeah, I think he's gonna go to the Clippers, and ultimately, I think that decision is gonna come down to the fact that um, Doc Rivers is a better coach. He won't have to be, you know, second, third option, potentially behind Anthony Davis and LeBron, even though he just won Finals MVP. Um, he'd be able to not transform his game he can kind of keep playing the same way he does now and the Clippers have placed themselves to be able to sign a lot of good players so let's say let's say the Lakers land a big player after all let's say they get D'Angelo Russell they don't have any money to fill out their guys but Kawhi goes to the Clippers there you go Clippers have the money to fill out all these guys that can be complimentary role pieces alongside Kawhi much like the Raptors were built this last year so I think between having a great coach and just the potential to add a, a plentiful amount of assets is why the Clippers are the go-to spot for him. Okay. Daniel, do you have anything on Kawhi? Yeah, I think he's a, obviously a hard guy to read, but if I had to <laughs> if I had to bet at the, <laughs> if I had to guess at the moment, I'd I'd go with the Lakers. That's kind of seems what the, that's what the reports are going to be right now and uh, he, maybe he likes not having the pressure on him, uh, when when which he wouldn't have if he was with Anthony Davis and LeBron, and maybe it'd be different if the Clippers were able to bring in that second guy with him, like a Durant or a Jimmy Butler, which we know that Durant's in Brooklyn now and Butler's maybe going to be going to Miami. So nothing would surprise me, but if I had to bet, I'd say that he goes to the Lakers, which from a purely basketball standpoint, that would be have to be arguably the greatest front court of all time. But we just have to see with chemistry and then uh, what they could put around that because they still need a couple bench guys. They need a point guard. They need another sh- spot up shooter. Yeah. Um. So that, I guess we're kind of debating a little bit on what his personality is like. If he wants to be alpha dog, he'll go to the Clippers. Uh, That's fair to say. If he doesn't want to be alpha dog or be second fiddle, third fiddle, whatever you want to say. He'll go to the Lakers. He could take a lot more days off if he goes to the Lakers, which, I mean, clearly had an impact on his finals run, not being able – or being able to sit out, what, 20-something games for load management throughout the year. But if he goes to the Clippers, he's going to have to play a lot more games, and that could be a big factor in his decision. I mean, yeah, the Clippers aren't as good a team – in my eyes, aren't as good a team as the Raptors are. If you – without Kawhi, they're – I would say the Raptors are a better team. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, interesting. It's interesting how all this stuff's working. I love, I love the NBA. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Are there any big surprises that have gone down that you guys are just kind of like, holy crap, when you heard the news? Um, let's see. I'm looking here at the the list of uh, free agency signings. So two teams that I really think that have kind of come out of nowhere with some surprises were the Pacers. They got. Uh, Michael Brogdon, which they did lose uh, Bogdanovich to the Jazz, which is the other team that I think was is making some sneaky good moves there to be Western contenders. But the Pacers, they got Malcolm Brogdon, 
they traded for TJ Warren. They didn't have to give up much to get him. And then they also picked up Jeremy Lamb, who can be a spot-up shooter, create his own shot. And so you have the you have the Sixers, who are going to lose Jimmy Butler, potentially, and they lost J.J. Redick. You have the Nets, who are still a year out with KD being out. And then if the Raptors lose... Uh, if the Raptors lose Kawhi, uh, Kawhi uh, mm-hmm. then the, the Pacers could very well make a push to be a, a potentially a top three team. In and they'll place. still have Old Depot. Yeah, um, yeah. we'll have to see how he um, gets comes back, back. You know, comes back and how the team forms around him again as their guy. But I like the Pacers and what they've done this offseason so far here in free agency. So if I'll expound on that, they also lost Darren Collison, which he's a solid point guard. I wouldn't say he's, you know, groundbreaking but he's solid yeah no for sure um because he retired at the shocking age of 31 and they lost uh what is his name bodanovich so they lost they lost two good players but they they signed three is that what you're saying dan yeah they got tj warren and i think they might have just moved some draft picks maybe for him I don't think it was anything major and then malcolm brogdon which they moved picks because it was a sign and trade so um. So they, I mean, they still got T.J. Leaf on the team, uh, up and coming power forward for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they still have Miles Turner. They still have uh, Demontis Sabonis. Got Oladipo still. Oladipo, mm-hmm. if he returns back to Wesley Matthews is a free agent, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He might. They sign might back. be moving to a different direction. Um. The the shocking thing for me has been the Kings. So well, them paying Harrison Barnes. Well, they paid Harrison Barnes. They signed Trevor Ariza yeah. for yeah. thirteen. Got a pretty good payday. Thirteen and a half million. That's a good veteran to have in that locker room, though, with them being so young. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's a bad signing. It seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then they paid Dwayne Dedman, the center, was with the Hawks last year, or yeah. one of the teams in the East. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. Yeah. Hawks. Uh, and they paid him three for forty, so that's thirteen mil right there for a uh, center. So they don't have any, like, standout contracts. I guess Harrison Barnes, but I don't know if their moves necessarily... I think it doesn't help them win now, but they're also not in necessarily a win-now mode. They lost... They're probably going to lose Willie Kleistein just because they signed Dwayne Dedman. So, there's just the Trevor Ariza for $13.5 to come off your bench, basically. is kind of shocking. You know what a sign or a deal that went down today that kind of surprised me that I don't think is going to get much attention at all, but I think it does is going to have a major impact. It's Alfred Gaminu uh, leaving the Blazers and going to Magic. I mean, just watching that Thunder series alone, that guy just lit us up. I think he dropped twenty into the games. He shot efficient from three and he played outstanding defense. Yeah, I mean, he's a great three and D guy, and that's who you want to pair up against with. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. I was, I was shocked to see him go, but he did get paid. I'm not. I don't remember exactly how much it, it was. Wasn't, it wasn't too big. It's four for twenty nine. So it wasn't an outrageous price tag. I guess that kind of leads into the Trailblazers getting Kent Bazemore and then re-signing Rodney Hood. So that's you know that's Kent Bazemore is more of your get your own shot kind of guy than Alfred Camino is, but it still kind of surprised me to let him go because he can, you run him as a four and they don't really have. 
I mean, they don't have Miles, a forward. They have Miles, or not Miles, Myers, Leonard. Yeah, and, which he played good in playoffs. Uh, Zach Collins. Zach Collins, and yeah. Kevin Love rumors seem to always be surrounding the Trailblazers. <laughs> like every white person goes to the Trailblazers. <laughs> uh, so I think they got worse. I think Portland got worse. I think so, too, because they didn't get anything for him because they got Bazemore, but they had to give up Evan Turner, who was a he was a rotational player for them. So they, they lost the Minu, didn't get anything in return. And they got Hood back on a good deal. I think two for 16 is a good deal for what oh, Rodney yeah. Hood can oh, give you. He yeah. won him that one four-time playoff game. Uh, so I think they got worse unless they can defensively come out with something. Because um, Kim Bazemore, he's a little bit better. I'd say he, he's, he's on par defense with Evan Turner. and But he can shoot threes. Unlike Evan Turner, so that was a good trade for them. Was the Kent Bazemore for Evan Turner? Um, their contracts are very similar, but that was the one of the reasons they made that trade was to prepare themselves if they lost. It's Hood. If originally. they lost Hood, yeah. yeah. Um, but that might be why Alfred Camino left was because he wasn't a priority. They they prioritized signing Hood instead of him, so. Yeah, no, I see that. Um, so, like I said, I think they got worse. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but yeah, we ne- we haven't addressed Kimba Walker yet. What do y'all think about that? So he signed with the Celtics mm-hmm. for a max deal. Got the four year max. Four year max. Um, I'm I'm more shocked that the Charlotte Hornets didn't offer him a max contract. <laughs> they. So I know we talked about this off air, but the Hornets offered Kimba Weston Max. He signs with Boston, and then Terry Rozier leaves Boston to sign with the Hornets, and they overpaid him. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, yes, he is cheaper, but he's also not as good. Um, I think the Hornets have been kind of stuck in NBA purgatory for a while, and they're just kind of tired of it. So I kind of almost think they may kind of force Kimba's way out because they've you know I think they got the seventh seed a few years ago but they've been one of those teams that they've been you know six seven eight seed sometimes they'll miss the playoffs some years make it some other years but when you're in the back side of the lottery every single year you have to get pretty lucky to land a guy that can be a game changer for um, just your team going forward and so I think they're just kind of saying screw it let's go into tank mode you got to trust the process. It's going to take a while, but I think they're just tired of kind of being on the edge of everything. Dan, what do you, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, it seems like in the NBA now, it's either you're you're a playoff contender and you're, you're trying to get win games in the playoffs, or you're tanking for top draft picks. So, but what's interesting though is if they're trying to go into tank mode, Rozier is still a valuable player and uh, and it can be a guy who can get him wins. And so I don't know if they're just trying to bring in a Kemba Walker light to show the fans, like, hey, we're trying, but we couldn't offer him for X, Y, Z reason. Uh, it's an interesting move. The Hornets are definitely stuck, like like Matt said, in NBA purgatory. If you're barely missing or making the playoffs in the East and drafting 12th every year, that's just not where you want to be. I can I can agree with that. You kind of changed my mind on, on that aspect. But I just... It still seems dumb to overpay a player at a position you just didn't want to pay somebody for. Yeah, no, I agree too. But on the Celtics side, 
Um, it makes sense. They they were going to lose Kyrie Irving. And I think because Kyrie was leaving, Al Horford wanted to leave. But I've read on Twitter recently that he's considering signing back with him now. And I don't, I don't, I, my guess is now that maybe they're contending in the East. I don't, I don't, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I think the Celtics, looking at the team, Kemba and Kyrie, you could, they have their similarities. Both can make their own shot, shoot well from the outside. But Kemba just seems like he'd be a guy to have a lot better of a locker room leadership with the guys. And so you put that out there with the, the main core returning of Tatum, Hayward, and Jalen Brown. And then maybe you get a Horford, maybe you go get a couple other mid-level guys. I think the Celtics right there with the Bucks would have to be the top two teams in the East, uh, assuming that Kawhi leaves for the West. Uh, and so I think that puts the Celtics right there. But yet again, that's what we talked about last year with the Celtics. And Tatum seemed to have taken a step back. The minutes were weird with Brown and some of the team chemistry. So there's still a lot of question marks with the Celtics, but they have a high ceiling. Yeah, I think... I think ultimately Al Horford will end up back in Boston just because, I mean, no teams. He wants, what, $30 million a year, four-year deal. He's like 32 years old. No one's going to pay him that. And there are very few teams out there that have the salary cap available to pay him that. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks throw some money at him just because he would fit kind of well along Trey Young and some other guys that they have. But, I mean, gosh, outside of maybe the Hawks and – some low-tier teams. I don't see him getting any money from anybody that he wants. Um, but I do think it definitely makes the Celtics one of the favorites in the East. Uh, it'll be curious to see how Kimba plays with just more talented players because, I mean, Jeremy Lamb was a second-leading scorer on the Hornets last year. They were very pretty evenly distributed. You know, they had five or six guys having around 10 points a game. You know, Kimba did what he did last year, but... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they pan out, but I think the Celtics were the favorite in the East this upcoming year. Even over the Bucks. Yeah, I think so. I think losing Malcolm Brogdon is going to hurt the Bucks so much. And if it wasn't for Brooke Lopez and Ursula Eliasova going off in the conference finals, the Bucks wouldn't even won a game against the Raptors. Because Brooke Lopez had 30 that game, and Eliasova had like five threes in the game that he went off. So, I just... And like Eric Bledsoe, they're... Uh, point guard, almost said running back. He's built like a running back, but their point guard, he's older. I just yeah, he's got a, a decent sized contract now that they're stuck with. If they wanted to move him or move on from him, yeah, and like Brogdon's a huge loss. They didn't replace him with anything, uh, and so they got he, picks, but that's yeah, about but it. I mean, that doesn't help them win now. Here and now, honest. yeah. But the Bucks did re-sign Middleton. Yeah, no, that's massive. Um, they if they would have lost him, I, I don't know if Giannis could have done it, but. They, they would have made the playoffs, but I don't think they would have been even close to where they are if they didn't have him because he shoot he was shooting lights out this last year, uh, creating offense. Um, but, yeah, Eric Bledsoe, their point guard, he, he can't shoot really. He can create his own shot, but really not a ton, not reliantly. I mean, so – I mean, I, st- I still think the Bucks get the one seed, but because they re-signed Brook Lopez, um, but they lost. Didn't they have? Did they have Miritich? Yeah, he's going. And he went overseas. to Euro, yeah, Euro League for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, well, he got six years, eighty million. That's that's eighty million reasons why. Uh, I mean, he definitely would have got. I wouldn't say exactly that, but he would probably have got ten, ten a year. Yeah, I think his last contract was fifteen. Yeah, like so around that. 
Um, once he shaved his beard, he just wasn't. He wasn't the same. <laughs> After Bobby Portis knocked him out. So another team in the East that uh, people thought could be the team to beat for, uh, in the future here that now is in question is the Sixers. What do you guys think about them? They got Harris back, but it looks like there's a good chance Butler leaves, Reddick leaves. Um, it's interesting because, yeah. you know, J.J. Reddick was such a huge part of their games. If you watch them play, it was a lot of, all right, J.J., run around. We'll set Especially when Embiid was out, just run around, set screens, he'll get open, jack up shots. If you don't, dump it off to Embiid. Yep. <laughs> They'll get the rebound, put it up. I mean, I think their future really hinges on Ben Simmons' development. And just Joel Embiid staying healthy. If Ben Simmons could develop a jumper outside of, you know, three feet, he would be incredible. I mean, he could be talked about in the same regards that Magic Johnson is in terms of how his NBA career played out. But I think if he's quit, you know, following Kardashians around and go back to the gym in the offseason, work on his jumper, if he can do that, I think they're set. But as of right now, I I mean, that was my team before the Thunder came here. So it kind of pains me to say, I like Tobias Harris. I like keeping him. You know, nothing is official with Jimmy Butler yet either. But it's, I think they're locked in for about a 4C next year in the playoffs. Yeah, and I'd see the only way them coming out of the East or being real East contenders is if it just uh, both Embiid and Ben Simmons make huge jumps for next year. I mean, more so Ben Simmons. Embiid, you can't, can't do too much more of a jump from what where he's at currently. Um. I like them. I think I think they'll they'll be top half of the playoff seeding for the East. But I mean, Embiid's gonna have to play more minutes for them. And I mean, I know that's risky with his injury history. Um, Simmons can't shoot. He'll have to be creating basically every play or posting up Embiid. That's basically gonna be their offense. Um, I mean, Tobias, I guess, could try to create, but they they lost a lot with Jimmy Butler leaving. Potentially. Potentially they, leaving. It's looking that way. It's looking that way. The moment. It's looking like he'll sign with, what, the Heat? Yeah. Because um, they'll offer him a max. And I heard that the Philadelphia, Philadelphia did not offer him a max. Uh, um, George Hill just re-signed with the Bucks too. I forgot about him. He's a very solid veteran point guard to have on your team. I don't think he'll make up for what Brogdon brought, but no, no, he was he was on their team last year. Uh, what do you think about the Pelicans getting JJ Redick? They might make a run if they can click pretty quick. They may make a run, not not for the long term, but or not for a a deep run in the playoffs. But I mean, if you told me they got the seventh seed, I wouldn't be just wild out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Because if Zion can even be half the player people think he's going to be, he's going to be a forced – I mean, he's going to be a, you know, 18-10 guy in the league at least at minimum. Um, having J.J. Rick space the floor and let Zion kind of work. That also helps Lonzo Ball, who's not the best three-point shooter. He did improve, but, you know, he's a lot more of a drive and kick guy. And, you know, what better guy in the league to kick it to than J.J. Redick? Daniel, what do you think? Do you agree with that? Or? Yeah, so the Pelicans, they, they definitely have their young core there that they want to build around. And we know that they're at least a few years out from being real contenders if this group uh, continues to grow together. But so Reddick doesn't really fit in their long-term championship goal plans, but he's a great guy to have 
as these young guys grow to keep the floor space, to be a leader, to give Lonzo and, and other guys who are going to be handling the ball a proven shooter that they can trust. And so uh, he's a great guy. I think he could be a good mentor that maybe Josh Hart would want to become someone like a Redick out there in New Orleans. Uh, and so New Orleans will be, there are going to be some must-watch TV out there with Lonzo lobbing it up to Zion. And then that Texas center they drafted, Jackson Hayes, he's a high flyer. And so they'll be fun to watch. And who knows, an injury or two on a, on a team, and they could be right there uh, making a push for a playoff spot there in the West. I think the best part about Pelicans games, though, is going to be listening to Antonio Daniels call the entire game. That was probably one of the biggest losses the Thunder could have had this year was losing Antonio Daniels. I miss, I'll miss him ton like it is after games. Yeah, he always, he always had great analysis of the game. And, I mean, congrats to him for – Signing with uh, the radio, or was it? No, I guess TV team there in yeah, yeah, in New Orleans. Uh, He'll be their day to day color commentator. So the JJ Redick to the Pelicans, I see it more as a flexibility with Drew Holiday. So they kind of have a lock jam at shooting guard now. Drew, I don't know if you know, Drew prefers to play shooting guard over point guard. Um, he loved it when Rondo was there. But, I mean, he can play point guard, but then you have the tough decision. Do you start Drew? Do you start Lonzo? Um, I think that's, I think you start Drew Holiday. Lonzo has a higher upside, but, I mean, Drew is one of the better defensive point guards in the league. No, I, no I'm, not, I'm not doubting that, but for Young, I mean, you want minutes on the floor. I think you'd almost rather just start Lonzo and Drew Holiday next to each other and just sub out, say – Say sub out Drew Holiday first, let JJ Reddick come in, and then just let him because he's he's older. He's not going to be able to play, you know, thirty six minutes a night. Yeah. Because especially the way he plays, he just runs around all the time. Let Lonzo play with him a bit, you know, sub Lonzo out, yada yada. But okay. Do you think Reddick would be cool with coming off the bench there? Yeah, when you're when you're at that point in your career, and he's a pretty mature guy. I've listened to his podcast before. When you're at that point, you're kind of okay with whatever he's proven he's got his paycheck yeah i think he and, came off the bench some last year too it's and at the end of the games I, he would be in i think to close him out which is the most important so. yeah um i still think it moves i still think it allows them to move drew holiday if they want yeah um, i agree i who, who would take him though maybe yeah you're right i mean it'd be one of those teams that's one guard away come trade deadline and then they could get in return some more young assets to build with their core my my thought is maybe if Minnesota doesn't sign D'Angelo Russell. I yeah, guess. no, for sure. That's what about the Clippers? Clippers, yeah, they could trade for him. I don't know if they have, they don't have a ton of pieces. I mean, I guess they have picks, but if the Clippers could pick up Kawhi and then go get a defensive Drew, guy Drew like Holiday. Drew Holiday, that'd be a legit team. Um, the team, the team would be the Clippers are a, a pretty legit team of role players and veterans. All they're missing is the one or two. Uh, top tier stars to really put him over the put him over the hump. Okay, so moving on, uh, the Sun signed Ricky Rubio, so they needed a point guard. They got Ricky Rubio, who is a ten and ten five and five guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, pass pretty much a pass first, uh, pass first point guard. So I think, how do you think he'll fit with Devin Booker? It's a good fit, but I 
I think a lot of their development depends on how DeAndre Ayton develops this year. You know, he's got his rookie year under his belt. And he's number one overall picks. He has potential. His footwork is great. But it's just, can he defend? He's, I mean, Steven Adams lit up him up for 30 in like one of the first games of the year last year. So I think that's kind of the big key for them. I, I mean, I think it gives them three or four more wins in the West, but they're not going to be, they're not going to make the playoffs. No, I don't think they'll contend, but I think it helps them. It helps them. Yeah. I think it helps Devin Booker's long-term development, having a pass first guy alongside him, but it's not a real, you know, I guess moving, moving signing. It's more of a lateral. Yeah. Or a slight progression. Daniel, you agree with that? Yeah. Suns have made some interesting moves. Uh, They, they moved TJ Warren, who is a proven uh, guard slash forward, 20 point score shooting about 40% from three. So I don't know if they were moving him to clear up some cap space because they thought they were going to be in the Russell, uh, the Angela Russell sweepstakes or what. But the Suns are definitely a handful of years out uh, of any kind of contention to even really make a playoff push. And so I agree with Matt that the main move for Rubio was just to help develop Devin Booker. Okay. Um, so we talked a little bit about the Jazz do you think that they – you think they're number one seed next year? I say no. I think the number one seed is going to be the Nuggets, but I think that just comes down to the fact that the Nuggets are basically bringing back the same core. And then um, – I don't know. I just – I love Jokic. Jamal Murray, I just, I'm high on the Nuggets. I think they have a long ways to go. Or I think they have – a really high ceiling they haven't touched yet. But I think the Jazz are going to be right there 1-2 the whole year. And I like uh, – sorry, I was looking at some NBA Twitter right there. Did you mention MPJ there with the Nuggets for next season? No, but, I mean, the guy was a projected number one overall pick a few years ago coming out of high school until he hurt his back. And, you know, I know everyone can do anything in a gym where they're showing off videos, but he's got so much potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what, he was the number one projected pick coming into college uh, and then could have been, again, if he wasn't injured. And so you have that kind of a guy coming in who could potentially give you 15-20 that first year uh, back this coming season, along with those players that Matt said. I think the Nuggets are going to be uh, the team to beat in the West. And as for the regular season, you know, it's different come playoffs. But for the regular season, I think the Nuggets and the Jazz and then uh, – I don't know, maybe the Lakers for regular season. They're gonna have to, if they get Kawhi, and even if they don't, they're going to have some role players. So they'll have growing pains. But I think the Jazz and the Nuggets are going to be those two teams at the top. Because the Trailblazers could take a step back with the Minu gone. The Rockets are, they'll be another contending team just because they'll still have their whole core from last year. So expounding on the Lakers, do you think they should sign? If they have, if they have the opportunity, do you think they should sign Kawhi? Or do you think they should just sign uh, some role players and fill out the roster? Role players. I mean, I'm not a fan of throwing out big threes just because it just kind of takes away from, like I guess, the pure basketball standpoint of you know moving the ball. I mean, that's part of the reason the Warriors are able to do is be so successful because they're able to move the ball with superstars. But a lot of times when you get guys together, you're not able to do that. And I think if they want, like if I was a GM, I would kind of look at the Raptors model. And you have, 
you know, Kawhi, you have Kyle Lowry, yada, yada. I think the difference makers in those games were Fred Van Fleet. They were Danny Green. They were Sergi Baca. Those are the guys that won them the championship. It wasn't because, you know, Kawhi's going to get his 35 a night no matter what. But if those guys can step up and be big-time players, get, you know, a 20 here and there, makes a huge difference in everything. So that's – plus, you know, one injury happens and you're – you got ten less wins, yeah, especially with Kawhi. He's got a, a bum knee or a leg potentially still from uh, from the playoffs last year and previously. And then Davis has an injury problems. LeBron's thirty four, thirty five now, thirty three, thirty three. Yeah, and so, uh, but I feel like if you have the chance to have Kawhi and put together a big three, three of the top five or so players in the NBA, especially with KD being out next season, you just have to do it. And then you have Kuzma as a fourth option. Uh, like there are the risks that we talked about with injuries or chemistry, but I feel like if you have the chance to put together the greatest big three of all time, then you just have to do it and trust that they'll figure it out and that they can be able to pull some really solid bench players with vet mittens and mid-levels. Uh, and so if I was a Lakers, if Kawhi's wanting to come, then, then I'm giving him everything that he wants just because I don't think you could pass that up. Although I, I I would like if they could. They got $32 million, so, I mean, you're seeing what some of these guys have been going for. Aminu went for eight. Ronnie Hood went for eight. Uh, Terrence Ross went for 13. So instead of Kawhi, you could go get four really good role players. Uh, and so I think after seeing what these kind of free agency signings happened this afternoon and what kind of dollar signs uh, went with them, then it might make more sense actually to put together three or four really good role players. Um, so Stephen A. Smith has said that the Clippers, there's some talks about the Clippers getting Jimmy Butler and Kawhi. I'm all for that. I would love that tandem together. If they could bring back Patrick Beverly, that would be one of the best one, two, three defensive guys in the league. I mean, the only other two-way player that's not in that is, or two, I guess, is Clay and Paul George. And isn't yeah. Montrez Harrell also a really good defender? He's just a beefy old boy. Yeah. He can take a beating from. He's like a a younger Nene is that, how I would describe him. That'd be one gritty team, but a gritty team who could put up points. Yeah, and they have two guys that have proven they can close the game. Jimmy Butler, I'm you know for all the flack he's taken and not being a team guy, he has the most game winning shots in the last like I think it's the last thirty seconds and since. I think it was the last two years. I, re- I saw that stat one time during the game. And then, obviously, we've seen Kawhi. Basically, he shut up the first quarter in the in the finals. Kind of disappeared the second, third quarter. It's when Fred Van Fleet would do his thing. And the next thing you know, last eight minutes of the game, Kawhi would just go on a tear. So, it'll be an interesting combination if they can land both of them. Mm-hmm. And even Lou Williams can close a game if mm-hmm. he's done before in the past. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of question marks still yeah. on... Uh, I mean, just these two two main guys left. They could really uh, change change up the the pow- balance of power here in the NBA. Yeah, and apparently, Clippers have talked to Danny Green. Maybe Danny Green follows Kawhi. I think he, he has goes. to at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, might as well. You want two championships together? Might as well go for a third. Um, so Thunder, they supposedly signed Nerlens Noel. Yeah. Speaking of question marks. So there was rumors out there that they or Woj put out there that they're going to re-sign Nerlens Noel, and then all of a sudden, about five minutes after Woj put that out there, 
Nerlens Noel put a, on his Instagram story two question marks. So I know a lot of Thunder fans want him back, as you know he's a great backup center to have. But I'm, I'm nervous right now. I'm not gonna lie. I hope they can uh, put pen to paper and keep him in OKC. Yeah, there was another uh, tweet. This wasn't per Woj. This wasn't a. a it's a, it quoted Woj as the source, but Woj never tweeted out dollar signs. But it says that we signed Noel to a two-year, thirteen million dollar deal, which that's oh. that's a decent amount of money for Noel, especially given that we had him on a vetman last year. And so, and then Noel on social media put up a couple question marks on his Instagram story. So I don't know if there was a, a sign and trade potentially miscommunication or miscommunication or maybe with that kind of money going to noel maybe there's a, a plan for adams to move and we wanted to make sure that we kept noel uh, and so for the thunder's sake there's still some question marks and it would still be nice if the thunder could go out there and get them a proven shooter that's we keep i think we've said that almost every year now yeah and so i've said it every thunder podcast or every NBA podcast we need a shooter every time i talk to matt and just we need a shooter and i mean like like i talked about earlier seeing the price tag on some of these players it didn't seem like a shooter would be too expensive whether that be a seth curry or um, yeah he hasn't kind of forgetting some other shooting guards right now but i mean the only talks i've heard is him with the lakers so i mean i would love to have seth curry as much as i hate the curry family um (laughs) i would love to have seth curry on our team and if we got Seth, then we could maybe feel more comfortable moving Schroeder if we needed to, or thought we could get something in return for Schroeder. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of options out there um, for the Thunder if we re-sign Noel and move Adams. Uh, it gives us a lot more flexibility. But if we're going to move him, we need to move him as soon as possible because these f- players are flying off the shelves. I mean, they're everybody's signing... Um, I saw, I think it was Nick Wright maybe, was saying that Kawhi hurts any team that he's talking to that he can sign with that hurts them a lot. Especially the Lakers since it's either Kawhi or role a bunch of role players who are getting bought up right now. So Kawhi waiting really hurts teams. Um, that kind of hurt the Thunder a couple yeah. years ago. Uh, Dion Waiters felt pretty much betrayed. He was not super vocal about it, but he definitely put it in the media that he didn't like that the Thunder were prioritizing Durant over him. But, I mean, he was just upset that he was waiting basically for the Thunder to make the decision with Durant. And, obviously, he left. And then we didn't sign Deion Waiters. So, he was just kind of upset about that whole ordeal. And I'm sure a lot of players feel like that. I mean, they all have egos. But um, I don't see too many more moves happening right now. No, a couple others that I had no down here, um, just some small ones. The Magic, like we said, got Aminu, and then they re-signed Vucevic and Terrence Ross. So what were they, the AC last year? Running it back, I guess. Yeah, so they're, they're going to run it back, and then, I mean, probably make the playoffs again and be a quick first or exit. But Hey, who knows? Mo Bamba may come in and actually do well. He yeah. missed most season hurt. And Jonathan Isaac played well, so mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, they might win two games in the playoffs next year. <laughs> Uh, okay, so last w- – we can wrap it up with this unless there's big free agency things. What do you think – so we kind of went over the West last podcast and even a little bit this time. What do you think about the East? Who's your – you don't have to put a, you know a number next to them, but who do you think makes the playoffs as of right now? 
with the 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 teams that everything makes there. the playoffs or yeah at the top the, of the, the eight teams for okay. funsies. Let's do numbers. Let's say do numbers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Okay. So you want me to go? Uh, ladies first. Ladies first. <laughs> um, I'll go first since I'm the host. Uh, I say one seed Bucks, two seed Celtics, three seed Nets. Um, fourth seed Raptors. I'm trying to think of other teams in the West. Let me pull up on ESPN. Or I mean in the East. Um, I mean, I'd say that's the top four. I mean, I'm probably forgetting somebody. Um, I'd say Magic makes seventh or eighth seed. Let me pull it up. I don't know. Do you guys have your list already? Yeah, I've got an idea. Uh, I'm going to go Celtics one. I think Bucks are going to be two. Um, let's throw Pacers at three. Oh, Pacers. That's what I'm forgetting. I think, oh, man. Sixers four. Let's go Nets five. Um, Depending on where Jimmy Butler goes, I could see Jimmy Butler going to the Heat. And let's say we'll throw them at the sixth seed. Um, gosh, it gets hard after that. You know, with Derrick Rose going to the Pistons, I'll let the Pistons get the seventh seed. I mean, Andre Drummond's, what, 26, 27, kind of entering his prime. Blake Griffin played great, so we'll put them at seven. Um, eight. Gosh. Did I even say the Raptors? No. Oh, we'll put Raptors at eight, because I assume with Kawhi gone. I, I think the Pistons are a better team than the Raptors are with without Kawhi. So yeah, there we go. Dan, you want to go, or you want me to try mine again? Uh, I got mine right here, so okay. I can go. So uh, some similarities to Matt there. I got the Bucks still holding on to the one seed, and then the Celtics at the two, Pacers at the three. I think they're going to be a very sneaky good team. Uh, excited to see what they look like when Depot comes back, and then the Nets at four, 76ers in the fifth seed. That'd be a good first round series, Nets and 76ers. And then the Raptors at six, Miami contingent on Jimmy Butler going there potentially at seven. And then Detroit at eight. And then your like a sleeper team would be Orlando or and it's still too early for Atlanta. Although it'd be fun to see him. Oh, I would love that. When's John Wall supposed to come back? I think he might be out pretty much all of next uh, season. Next season too? Okay. Um yeah. So I'll redo my entire list because I'm stupid and don't know all the teams in the East. Since we only play them twice a year, uh, I'd say one seed Milwaukee, two seed Boston, three seed Pacers. Uh, I think you said fourth seed Nets. I'm going to say fourth seed Philadelphia, fifth seed Nets without KD. Um, And then let's see, fifth seed, sixth seed. Miami, seventh seed, Detroit, eighth seed, Orlando. Did I leave anybody out? I left out the Raptors. It's kind of funny how the Raptors go from a team that was running through the East every year, and then this year, obviously, they win it all, and how quickly they could become irrelevant if, if Kawhi leaves. Yeah. Honestly, the Raptors are going to have a tough time making the playoffs. So I don't think it's a huge shock that they miss if they lo- if they lose Kawhi. 
but uh, I'd say the three the three bottom teams are Orlando, Detroit, and the Raptors. Uh, I see two of those teams. Obviously, two of those teams will make it, and one will miss. Yeah, I can see that. Um, any closing thoughts? Any hot takes? Do you want to do the West? You want to do the West? Yeah, uh, let's do it. I'm trying to put the West together right okay. now on a list, and okay, so. uh, there's there's going to be a couple really good teams that are going to be left out of the playoffs next year out in the West. Um, All right, go for it. Okay, so I got the Nuggets and the Jazz as the one and two next year, and then I'm going to put the Lakers at three, the Rockets at four, and and then from there it's it's kind of a toss up. You got the Thunder at five. I'd be interested to see what they look like next year running it back uh, with the, hopefully a healthy Robertson. Maybe they get a, a shooting small forward type guy at the deadline. Uh, and then you got the Clippers maybe at six, Blazers seven, Kings eight. Uh, I got the Spurs in there as well. I, I'm, I might be missing a team. So no Warriors? Oh, God. The Warriors. I mean, yeah, I think they miss. I yeah, think they miss. I think they miss too. Wow. Yeah. I mean, no clay until February, March. I mean, yeah, and then, then, at that point, they might just say, "Let's just hold them up, and we're not, we're not going to be competing this year." So, yeah, yeah, it's crazy how we said how quickly the Raptors be- could become irrelevant in the East. How quickly the the dynasty of the Warriors could become irrelevant. I would love that. Come and crashing. So, I'm not complaining, but it's just crazy how my list of nine the Warriors didn't cross my mind. That's how <laughs> that's how open the West will be. Where'd you say the Lakers were? I had them at three. Three. Um, and they they might have a better record next year with a handful of good role players than with trying to learn how to make a big three work. But ultimately, I think the Lakers, yeah. But yeah, for regular season purposes, I'll put the Lakers up there. Um, but not sure on that just because there might be some load management with LeBron, with Davis. Um, but yeah, yeah, obviously, if, we, if they stay in, we'll assume they stay injury-free. I mean... Injuries are bound to happen. I mean, it's yeah, it's sports, you can't predict so. that. Matt, do you want to go or do you want me? Oh, I can go. I've got a pretty similar list. I think Nuggets are one, Jazz are two. Um, I think Lakers are going to be three. I say Thunder's four. Just I put them over the Rockets just for the sheer fact that. I mean, you know, we say no injuries, but I don't trust Chris Paul to play more than forty games. And you know, PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon are getting older as well. I think they'll be the five seed. So Thunder four, Rockets five. I'll put the Trailblazers at six. Um, I think Antonio. I probably put Clippers at seven and Kings at eight. So you say Spurs missed playoffs? Yeah, wow. I think they missed. Playoffs. They re-signed Rudy Gay, and then they just signed one other guy. I'm yeah, blanking I, on who it was, but okay. So, and then obviously, if sorry, but obviously, if Kawhi and Jimmy. Or one of the two goes to the Clippers, then all this could change. Yeah, but, yeah. For, but for now, that, that, yeah, I think it really depends on how De'Aaron Fox progresses. Uh, I'm a big fan of De'Aaron Fox. I think he's a stud. You know, Buddy Hield shot close to forty-three percent. I think it was last year, and so I, I don't know. You know, the Spurs are getting some guys that were injured back, but gosh, it's hard to count the Spurs. But I think. Between the Spurs or the Kings, will be the, one of them will be the AC. But I'm going with the Kings. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jazz one, Nuggets two. I think the Jazz made tremendous strides. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell will continue to progress. Uh, Lakers three. 
Thunder uh, 4, San Antonio 5. Um, and then I'll go Houston 6, 7. It's hard, Clippers, it? Yeah, Clippers. And I'm going to say Mavs 8. Okay. Uh, that's that's solid pick. But, yeah. I mean, that could be we talked about this a lot last podcast. Literally every team is competing for the playoffs besides the Suns arguably might not be. <laughs> And, and the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies. Yeah. And it's smart for the Grizzlies, for both yeah. those teams to tank. Even the Wolves could get hot and go yeah. on a run there. And yeah, if they sign D'Angelo Russell, and, I mean, that's a solid trio to play around. I don't think Pelicans can push for a playoff spot just yet in the West, but they can definitely win games. I think I think they'll be... Oh. It's going to be one of those years where, you know, I think... Injuries you know, matter so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the, in general. But. Maybe the Nuggets or Jazz, Lakers, one of those top teams are just going to... Get a run. They'll probably solidify a one seed with like two weeks to go. And then from there, it'll be like you could either finish the second seed or you could finish 12 overall. I mean, there's going to be such a wide range of how you can finish just in the last couple of weeks. I'm nervous for the Thunder. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm nervous that they're going to miss the playoffs because, I mean, what was it, last year we almost missed? Oh, uh, last couple of years. But last year was another one of those situations where we could have had the three seed or could have had the 10 seed. It just kind of depending on things played out. Okay, so we did our seedings. Any hot takes or closing thoughts? Or any signings as of? No, obviously we love for agency. There's still so much that could change based off what Kawhi and Jimmy Butler do. Um, And Matt and I were talking about earlier, it's kind of crazy how there could be a very good possibility that the 2020 NBA Finals is Lakers versus Celtics. And so that would definitely be cool in the sense of a historical standpoint. Yeah. And that'd be a lot of firepower. But... Definitely, West. definitely looking forward to the season this year, and especially the the West. The West is going to be tough. There's going to be one or two teams that miss the playoffs that could be a team that could have made it to the second round potentially in the East. So they better hope they have their draft pick for next year. I don't know if the Thunder do or not. I wonder. I wonder I how think so. stacked the West has to get before there's a realignment. <laughs> I don't know. With Durant leaving, that probably negates some of that. Yeah. I mean, there's not just a clear-cut winner in the West. Uh, there's several teams that are going to be competing. But in the East, they're all garbage. <laughs> I'd say all. They're they're competing, but it's only three teams versus uh, 12. Yeah, know, look. Th- or 13. I think the the East could be you got five, five maybe six if Kawhi stays with the Raptors. Yeah, I guess so much can change with just one signing, especially with these big guys still left. Um, I guess a hot take. I think Thunder use mid level exception and sign sign a shooting guard, sign Wesley Matthews, or I don't think they'll get Danny Green. He's too expensive, but uh, I say they get a shooter. Maybe Kyle Korver if he gets released. Avery Bradley um, from the Grizzlies. So. Matt, Matt would be the first one to buy a Kyle Korver Thunder jersey. Oh if, yeah, I love a solid he, white guy into the shoot. Thunder. Uh, I guess that's it. So uh, this has been simply technical. Thanks for stopping by. Ta-ta. Thanks for having us on.